Hey, hey, everybody, it's Savan. You're probably wondering why we're releasing an episode on a Monday. Well, this is a little bonus gift episode to all of you listeners out there. And we actually did this episode recording over video chat. So just be aware the audio is not 100% perfect. Um, but we interviewed someone named Aaron Doppelt. So Shelby and I actually met Aaron when we went to Austin, Texas for the South by Southwest conference. Um, we happened to meet her at a podcasters meetup. So she also has her own podcast called Wise Woman Podcast. So I would highly recommend checking out her podcast as well, because today, as we release this episode with her interview, uh, she is also releasing an episode on her podcast where she interviews both Shelby and I as well, which is super cool because I know for both of us, this was actually our first time being interviewed on a podcast. We tend to be the ones doing the interviews all the time. Um, and we got off the call with her and I immediately texted Shelby and I was like, oh my God, I just realized this is the first time we actually were the ones being interviewed. Uh, so it was a really cool experience to have the questions being asked to us. And if you want some more of us and if you want to hear a little bit more about our story and why we do what we do here on this podcast, definitely check out Wise Woman Podcast. You can um, give us some feedback on the episode. So with all of that being said, um, I know that our listener base, we have both men and women who listen to this podcast, but I want to preface this episode with saying that if you are at all uncomfortable with hearing things related to uh, lady cycles, I guess I'll put it that way. Um, talking about periods, all kinds of woman things. If you are uncomfortable with hearing about any of that, I would suggest tuning out of this episode. I'd say about halfway through, we um, get into a conversation that Shelby and I were not expecting to get into. Super interesting topic, um, but definitely is one that for some might not be the most comfortable to be a part of. So just wanted to leave you with that. And for those of you that decide to continue listening, we hope you enjoy and let us know what you think. You're listening to Wait, Am I an Adult Now? One of the only podcasts out there that interviews young millennials riding the squiggly line of life. We're your co-hosts, Shelby Wildgust and Savan Pichotto. And together, our mission is to inspire you with stories of millennials just like you who are paving their way in the new creative economy. Our guests are leading epic lives through entrepreneurship, artistry, charity, music, corporate leadership, and so much more. Are you ready to jump in? Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Wait, Am I an Adult Now? My name is Shelby Wildgust. And this is Savan Pachoto. And we are here with a lovely guest who we're actually doing something really cool right now. So we're interviewing Erin on our podcast, and then we're going to turn around and be interviewed on her podcast, which is so fun and so cool. And we met Erin at South by Southwest, and um, we actually met at a podcasters meetup. So it's just great to be able to support other podcasters out there in this world and to be able to showcase Erin and who she is. Um, so before we actually introduce exactly who Erin is, obviously, Savan, what do we have to do? 
We're going to jump right into our adulting moments of the week, and I can start us off if you want. Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So yesterday, I had a very silly moment. Um, so my one of my fire alarms in my apartment started beeping, which, as we all know, means like, okay, change the battery. So I started looking up and like took the whole thing off, opened the door to the battery, and I put another nine volt battery in there. And as soon as I closed the door, I saw this little like note on the fire alarm saying like, you can only use Duracell batteries. And I had put in a nine volt that was not a Duracell battery. So I tried to open the door to the thing again, and it wasn't opening this time. Like it was like the battery was stuck in there. And then the thing kept beeping. Um, so I didn't know what to do. So I ended up calling my parents or my dad and like asking them like, I don't know how to get this thing open. <laughs> and then my mom ended up coming over to my apartment to like help me figure it out. Turns out that the fire alarm wasn't the actual problem. It was the CO2 thing that was needing batteries. So then we replaced those batteries, but the beeping still didn't stop. It took us like 10 minutes to figure out like which of the fire alarms the beeping was coming from, how to open the thing again, put new batteries in it. And oh my God, it was just the most silly ordeal that I've ever had to deal with. But we Thank God it. for parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I think, I think back to a story my parents tell me about my sister all the time. And apparently when she moved out for the first time, she called my parents to find out how you know if the water is boiling. <laughs> so um, at least you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Be very proud of yourself. You did not go to that level. Um, <laughs> that's great though. I'm glad that they figured out the CO2 and the fire alarm and all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So my adulting moment this week is one I'm really excited to be able to announce. Um, we officially had our very first Naked Networking event last night, and um, it was just an amazing, amazing event. And to be able to see my baby come to life was very much like, wow, I'm a fully capable human being and I can make things happen. So very excited about that. And yeah, really good stuff. Really excited about where it's going to go. And the feedback was incredible. So very proud of myself. Erin, what's your uh, adulting moment of the week? Wow, you both have done such important work this week. Very exciting. And I call on my parents a lot, especially as it relates to taxes and the IRS. And I have a car in the city. I'm based in Chicago. And I got to my car yesterday and I had two parking tickets on it. And I like called my parents and I was like, what does this even mean? And they're like, oh, your plates are expired. Sorry, we forgot to tell you. It's like, thanks, mom. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because I still use my parents' address because I travel so much. So all that stuff goes to them. But um, it's actually, it's yesterday and today were like really profound. Wow, like I'm an adult, like I'm a badass female entrepreneur who's doing this work in the world. And I just launched a huge, elaborate, detail-oriented um, sales funnel with like a very specific free masterclass and content to really share my great work in a, in a larger scale. And it was one of these practices where you just have to get like so raw and so vulnerable and sit with yourself and share and share and share and share, built out a whole entire team. Um, just for, to provide some background, I, I educate on the marriage between clinical psychology and spiritual practice. 
And many of my clients, it's one-on-one spiritual-based counseling, or I go to corporations and I educate on modern day corporate wellness, positive psychology, emotional intelligence, functional medicine, nutrition, meditation. Um, like really the queen of all the workshops I teach really is meditation, but I've started taking on so many coaching clients, so many uh, men and women who are building out their practices, building out their businesses. And now that I'm in that world of spiritual based business coaching, it's such a different flavor than really anything I've, I've experienced before. So to sit and launch these bigger campaigns that really the hope is that it brings in, uh, you do like the reverse, like whatever you spend, it's 10% of what you hope to receive. So this was my first campaign where it should generate um, multiple six figures. So it was a really big adulting, aha, like profound moment. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And you will definitely see it. There's going to be a good amount of ads out there chatting. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I'll look out for that for sure. Well, that was a really good segue into kind of who you are. Um, But who we have today is Erin Doppelt. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah, Doppelt. Doppelt. Perfect. Um, So Erin, the way that we normally introduce people on our podcast is we just let you kind of share your story and share like a 10,000 foot overview of who you are. And then the great thing about our conversations is they're just conversations. So, you know, we go into depth in all these different areas and I have a feeling just knowing who you are that we're going to go on some rants and go down some rabbit holes. And that's the beauty of our podcast is that we never know where it's going to go, but usually from that vantage point, a lot of magic gets created. So why don't you go ahead and share with us, you know, who is Erin and, and what, what has your life been like in the last couple of years? You know that moment when you wake up in the morning and maybe you're a little bit hungover, maybe you're a little bit exhausted and you're thinking to yourself, oh, like I set my alarm to wake up a little bit earlier to get to the gym or to meditate or to just like cuddle with my partner or to journal or to make myself breakfast. That moment where you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment I built my whole business off of. So what is the research behind showing up and why don't we? Wow. So, yeah. I mean, it's a really profound conversation. It's really Um, And I'll get into, like, just to touch on some of the research behind it, it is decision fatigue. We, it's predicted we make about 38,000 decisions in any given day. And for women, we make majority of those decisions first thing in the morning. What am I going to eat? Which makeup am I putting on today? What outfit am I wearing? Et cetera, et cetera. Like, do I wash my hair or do I put in more dry shampoo? So Mm -hmm. much of my background, um, like I would say proper anxiety, like anxiety, sorority girl life, um, really it's a toxic lifestyle. And I think we can own up to that now when you're out of, out of that phase in your life. And what does it look like to be a modern day purpose, uh, modern day person who really like feels so deeply and is super anxious and like a little bit sad, but doesn't have the dialogue to talk about it. And a lot of my, yeah, like a lot of my healing occurred when I studied abroad in Florence, Italy. I spent a lot of time in nature. I mean, this was in college. And then I started leading trips to Europe and the Middle East. And I slowly became who I am, like slowly, slowly, slowly. And then you forget. And I went into the corporate marketing world in Chicago, short skirt, high heels, dated my boss's friends, happy hour, happy hour. Um, 
And then someone, an organization came to me and said, Aaron, do you want to lead, do you want to lead this trip to Israel? And it was conflicting with my corporate life. So I decided to say yes. And I led this trip to Israel and I stayed for about six months and I reconnected to myself. I reconnected to, to land. And I think that's such a hard concept to understand right now. So what does it look like to be nourished from a land, to grow your own food, to connect to food? I studied conflict. I studied Islam. I studied Judaism. I spent a lot of time in the ashram in the desert and it's called Shatim bin Midbar. It's uh, Osho ashram. So Osho is an, a Indian guru. He became more well known because of Wild Wild Country on Netflix, which is about the the cult. I haven't Netflix. seen it, but I'll have to yeah. watch. Yeah, so check it out. So Osho, he's an educator in active med- uh, active meditation, and I spent some time in that ashram in southern Israel. And during that time, I was becoming trained as a functional medicine nutritionist, and this ultimately led me to India. And I was living in the slums of Mumbai. I was serving in the the slums of Mumbai, educating youth on hygiene and working with women. And I would spend my free time studying in different ashrams and spiritual centers, you know, dated a Bollywood actor, traveling in and out of of silent ashrams, accidentally joined a cult, like all the things that you end up doing, (laughs) which really... uh, was really wild, like really like a a wild time in life. And then everything kind of integrated and regrounded. And I was living in this mostly silent ashram in Kerala in South India. I was completing my 200 hour yoga teacher training. It was a really super insane living experience. I was with many Europeans. One of them was a Holocaust denier. And like, I, I've been to Auschwitz, Birkenau, Madonna four times and I educate youth on the Holocaust and World War II. So it was a very extreme month. And I got a little bit of Wi-Fi and I received an email that I got accepted and to Columbia University to get my master's in clinical psychology. So I came back to the States. This was about three years ago, more, three or four years ago. And I got my master's in clinical psychology and education, essentially launched my business. And it's been a wild, insane journey. So I travel all around the world. We met at South by Southwest. So I speak at South by Southwest. That workshop was more on positive psychology in the workspace, which really is like one of, it's a science of happiness. So it's one of the the highest asked workshops that I share in the corporate space. And I mean, I lead retreats in Mexico, Israel. I have India coming up in January. I'm launching this big training. So I'm launching this training to certify people to become mindfulness and well-being strategists. Um, so certified in mindfulness and well-being strategy. And it's a three-month training with one week in Osada, Costa Rica, where you really do a deep dive. So it's the Eastern chakra system, Western psychology, deep mindfulness, understanding and programming, business coaching, and then a deep dive when we're all together in Nosada, Costa Rica. So that's everything that I launched today. Like that, that's dropping now, like after this call, I'll like approve an ad and it will go out into the world. So it's been a wild, a wild ride and there has to be more. I mean, there has to be more people stepping into this work like there needs to be so many more i just have to say i'm like having such a hard time wrapping my brain around how much you've done in like the past few years that you're talking about like 
how many culturally diverse experiences you've had. And it sounds like you've been able to translate that into business so beautifully. So can you speak a little bit about how the different cultures played into what you do? And then I would love for you to talk about a little bit about what you're talking about before when it comes to decision fatigue and how you're helping these people in different cultures figure out what that means for them. It is incredibly important that everybody that exists in the world reads a little bit of the Bible and a little bit of the Quran and a little bit of the Torah and a little bit of the, the Bhagavad Gita and a little bit of like every spiritual text that exists right now and we we need more we need more people who are compassionate and understanding and hopefully moderately fluent and how other people connect to God as they understand it or energy as they understand it and how they're raising their kids. That's why it's so important. So this isn't, I mean, this is a popular conversation just because millennials, like we're the generation that's talking about peace and world peace. And when I was at Columbia, I was studying this crazy concept of world peace as it relates to India, Pakistan, Mexico, America, Israel, Palestine, Eastern Europe, post-Stalin. And the hope is that you just have kids who are looking opposite their own conflict, who are curious about the other, who have friends that look different and speak different than them. How that translates today, my clients are spiritual. You know, if you want to pop a Xanax and drink your glass of wine and you know, blur out and Netflix and chill, which is really healing sometimes, not, not always. Guess what? Like you're not my client. My client is somebody who is going to light the sage, sit down and meditate, eat vegetables, leave for a little bit and go on retreat and turn inwards while journaling um, and, and practice pleasure and healing and, and self-care in a different way, in a very feminine way. So if anything, it's, it's very linear. Like, don't be just trained in one school of thought. Don't be like so Western. Don't get so stuck in your Western persona. Don't be so attached to your nine to five lifestyle. Um, it's not healing. It's not working. And we see that. And also you could be on the opposite end of the spectrum. I know for me at one point, I wasn't socially relevant. I was eating hundred percent vegan and not even like I wouldn't even eat things that were like grown from the ground which is like a whole sattvic diet where you don't even eat garlic and onion and um I was living in silence for so long and I didn't I wasn't wearing any leather and just like all these like different practices where I wasn't socially relevant to my family or like my close friends that I grew up with and just the whole thing you know stopped wearing makeup not tweezing eyebrows, like not wearing a proper bra, but it's just like the things that resonate with you and you come back and forth. So the hope is that you can have integration. So guided integration and being, and being both. So taking what served you from the East, taking what served you in the West, marrying it together. And, and that's the fullest expression and the healthiest expression of you as well. So that's that conversation. Then as it relates to decision fatigue, even before we hopped on this call, we all got on and we're exhausted. And we are like, we're done. Like we, it's not even lunchtime and we're so floored with all the decisions we had to already make today. I mean, it's the middle of the week and we have a lot going on and it wasn't always like this. So this is like the bigger, this is like the epidemic. This is actually now therapists are allowing to diagnose somebody with burnout. Like burnout has now become 
Uh, it's wow. a newly medical term, which is like very, it's very fascinating. I did not know that. That's so interesting. So your story is really incredible. And um, I love what you said about taking a little bit from the East, a little bit from the West, whatever resonates with you and marrying the two, because I think oftentimes people feel like they either have to be all in in one area or they can't be, you know? And it's like, well, if they're going to be vegan then they also have to be X, Y, and Z. But in reality, you can take a little bit of what you feel like resonates with you and you can mix and match it and you can grow and you can change and you can explore new things and, and get to know yourself through different avenues or different choices and decisions. And I think what you said was really, really interesting. And um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit because thinking about our audience here, you know, we, we predominantly talk to people in their 20s who are ambitious, they're goal-oriented, they're definitely in like the Western way of living, right? For the most part, I would probably make the assumption that these are people who have their goals, they accomplish them, and, and they get burned out, but they keep going. And I think it'd be really valuable for them to hear just some of what you've learned in your field of study and what you teach in corporations about burnout. What are some of the signs or what are some of the things that you can do ahead of time and, and how do you listen to your body and how do you make the decisions to take a step back and be comfortable in those decisions knowing that you're not shortchanging yourself. You're not being lazy. As a matter of fact, you're giving yourself that fuel so that you can propel forward even more than you would if you were just to ignore the signs of burnout and keep going. So I'll start by, and this is a lot of what I talk about on Wise Woman Podcast as well. What is the first thought you have when your alarm goes off in the morning? My first thought is, I think I want to keep sleeping. I think mine is, what do I have to do next? Do you ever have the thought, I don't want to do the day? Sometimes, sure, yeah. I've had that before. Yeah, so oftentimes our first thoughts in the morning are like a great gateway into how you truly feel and think at your core. Like really what's lying beneath the surface. This is super Freudian. Um, much of Western psychology is made up of of Freudian, Jung, Abraham Maslow, like all of these philosophers who are old white men. And the idea is you at your core know when you're burnt out and you don't pay attention. So if you're somebody who wakes up in the morning and you're like, I don't fucking want to do the day. Like, I don't want to be part of this. You roll over, you snooze three, four, five more times until you miss breakfast. You don't have time to shower. You're late for work. You drink what, six cups of coffee during the day, which is for men, that's not so awesome. Men will know it's not good for them if they break out on their chest or their back. Women, it wrecks havoc on your whole entire system. Men and women are drastically different. Do not treat yourselves the same. Do not eat the same. Do not work out the same. This is a huge misconception from all the different fad diets and movements. Women, you are incredibly intuitive. You just have to drop in a little bit deeper and see what's going on. We forget to check in because we're so viciously hungover and we're so hungover from all our decisions we're so hungover because we're addicted to our cell phones and alcohol and our synthetic hormones and whatever we're putting into our body and our drama and our reality tv which don't get me wrong like some of that is super fun but you have to decide what works for you 
have either of you ever practiced? So this is something that changes the lives of my female clients. So if you're a woman and you are in society, you are a living, breathing person that moves in the world, I urge you to connect to your cycle. So have either of you practiced something called cycle syncing? No. No. Okay, so this is for women who, it's really healing for women with PCOS or endometriosis or any, any, and oftentimes women with autoimmune diseases as well. But we have a natural circadian rhythm. The nine to five schedule follows the full of, t the, the schedule of testosterone, which is really only highly present in women during uh, the m beginning to middle stages of our cycle. So the greatest gift the universe God gave to women is our menstrual cycle. This is something to be adored. It's not something to be upset over. You are a very lucky human to be able to bleed through your uterus and detox all the bullshit. <laughs> you will also notice that if you're going through a rough breakup or if you're overcoming like a big obstacle, your period will oftentimes be much heavier. So cycle thinking is when you match where you are in your cycle, where you, where you match where you are in your moon cycle, your menstruation, to the activities and patterns and uh, the foods you are eating during that, that specific time period. So it goes, it goes like this. You have your follicular, ovulation, luteal, menstrual. Follicular is you finish bleeding, so in your follicular phase, estrogen begins to rise. This is a wonderful time to start something new. So you look at the month ahead and you decide when you're going to do your big workouts, when you're going to focus on your big projects, when you're going to go on your first dates, when you're going to offer your big pitch. Follicular is your time to dream big. Then we move into ovulation. Ovulation is really only about a 24 hour period. This is when you're most fertile. If you are trying to get pregnant, this is when you make love with your partner. If you are not trying to get pregnant, do not have sex during this time. You are quite fertile and you will get pregnant. And <laughs> you can tell you're ovulating when you have very, it's egg whitey, sticky mucus coming out, coming from your vagina. Ovulation, this is when you want to go on your first date. This is when you smell like really attractive. Your pheromones are on are super potent and your body's on high alert and you're oftentimes more aroused. So you might have more sex dreams or this is when you're, you can more easily climax. And this is when, so I tried to plan my, and I did in my South by Southwest speaking engagement was when I was ovulating. So I was like up there and I was like, da, 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 because like, you're just so in flow and you're just like giving off all the right vibes. Luteal is when you nurture all the tasks that you started the weeks prior progesterone rises. This is when I like to do my laundry and go grocery shopping so I don't have to do these tasks when I'm bleeding. And then menstruation. What does the world look like if women didn't have to work on the first two days of her period? Guess what? Like, it would be amazing. Like, everyone <laughs> would benefit. So menstruation, sit, chill. What does it look like if you were to lay in bed dreaming the whole time? And this is what's incredibly healing. So the idea is when you're menstruating, stop doing everything and chill out and sit on the couch and watch a movie and read and write. Um, you also match like your workouts, your workouts, you can do higher intensity workouts when you're ovulating or go on a quick run in follicular, lighter workouts, maybe yoga and luteal, and maybe just restorative or no workouts during menstruation. So this is what I share with my female clients who are suffering from burnout, which I mean, it's everyone. Like 
it's everyone unless like you're deep in the self-care industry and you are like very devoted to your practice i think everyone is suffering from from burnout so practice cycle syncing that's so interesting yeah took the words right out of my mouth i've never like like yeah. i've heard that before but never knew what it was yeah it's fascinating and i i mean this is the first you've ever talked about this kind of stuff on our podcast <laughs> This is there. There is definitely a part of me that's like, oh wow, like we just said vagina on our podcast because <laughs> we don't normally talk about these kinds of things. But it's really fascinating to think about how our bodies react to the external environment. And I mean, I think about how I match my work with my cycle at at my at my corporate job. So I do a lot of things outside of my corporate job. But like, I know my busiest season in my corporate job is January through June. And so it's very rare that I'm ever doing anything really big outside of that because my attention is there at my corporate job during those months. But what I found is that, you know, August through December, it's like, it's my time to really explore other parts of me and other passions. And I've learned how to sync my life to that cycle. but I mean, going that next layer deeper and like thinking about our own body is really fascinating. And I'm going to start to, to do that and like look into that. So thank you for bringing that up because I yeah, appreciate it. Super interesting. Now we have men who listen to this podcast too. So then what kind of advice would you give to men who are experiencing burnout in their professions or in their daily life? We talk about how the conversation piece right now is how a lot of women are stepping into these higher roles and men are commonly in these higher roles. And there's just a lot of protection going on right now and a lot of ego. And for men, your practice is to be supportive and to be gentle and to be calm. There's a lot going on and Men, you gotta meditate. You have to relax the testosterone, stay away from soy. It increases production. You can tell if you've increased testosterone based on, on acne on the body or hair growth and pay attention to how you smell. So oftentimes if you're a man who sweats and you have a super putrid smell after, it's your body releasing really deep toxins from truly unhealthy lifestyles. So shift your diet, make sure that you are eating large amounts of fermented food, so kombucha, sauerkraut, kimchi. And most men, and I'll say most men who are descendants of, who have ancestors from Eastern Europe, stay away from dairy. So dairy is another another way that we need to re-energize our bodies. And men who are suffering from hair loss, you are super anxious and stressed out and you got to chill out. So for every person, and this is something that's similar for men and women, connect to the elements. So this is something that works every time. So there's five elements, earth, air, fire, water, ether. Earth, this is really good if you connect to nature, if you like to go hiking, if you're super burnt out, go alone, go with your partner, go with a friend and spend some time in nature. Water, if you live by a body of water, jump in. Water is always incredibly healing. Take a bath, take a shower. I know um, float tanks are really popular right now, or there's these bath spas that are really big in Chicago and New York and LA. 
So definitely check out those as well if you resonate with water and you are suffering from burnout, which you probably are. Fire, light a candle, be present with the flame, have a bonfire, bring your friends around. Fire is a really healing element. It's, uh, I would say more common. Yeah, it's more common for both. Also, if you're trying to overcome something, write a list, burn it off, and, and light that on fire and let that be a release if you always resonate with fire. Um, air, spend some time in a cross breeze. This is really nice. I have a client who has a boat. So she's like, I get on the boat and I just sit in the cross breeze. And I was like, that's awesome, but you have a boat. So <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a boat, open up a window, buy a fan, get an air diffuser, spend some time in, in a breezy place, spend some time in air. And ether, ether is actually a big one and nobody really talks about it, but it's the space in between. So ether is like if you're really bloated and you're noticing that your digestion is terrible, pay attention to that because ether is the space in between your intestines and your skin and your muscles and the bloat. Ether is also the space in between you and how you speak to your coworkers. So make sure there's like nice physical distance between that. Ether is the space in between yourself and all of the elements around you. So these are different ways to connect, which really is the integration of East and West and really what I built majority of my business on. Men and women operate really differently. Men have to pay attention to the hormone balance. For them, it really is testosterone. These high intensity workouts, they have specific pockets and pockets of time where it's best to do it. Some men have a testosterone increase in the morning. That's when you get out and do your workout. Some men have an increased testosterone in the afternoon. That's when you go out and do your workout. So I would pay attention to that. And you can tell just by where is your increased energy sans coffee so like without the caffeine intake hmm. it's incredibly helpful so thank you for that so i know that we're talking before about almost when you go into your spiritual journey starting to get into all these different practices there can be a tendency to almost be outside of yourself in some ways like you were talking about find what resonates with you and what doesn't and I know that there have been times in my own spiritual journey going within where you do sometimes get outside yourself and you become unrelatable to society and then you kind of bring yourself back in. So what would you suggest for people to, to do to get in touch with themselves and what they need, but still remain like in that present knowing that you're a human in a human body and like you still want to relate to the people around you? And, um, and go about it in a way that's healthy to you. If you are somebody who's sus susceptible to losing it or like becoming so obsessed with something that you lose touch from the outside world, definitely hire a mentor. So definitely work with a life strategist, a coach, a therapist, a spiritual educator, anybody who's already doing this work or meditate with a friend. If you have the right guide, you, the hope is that you never really get too distant. With that said, always be grounded. And there's one practice that I use when I know I, I, and this oftentimes I'll sit for longer periods of time or I educate on active meditation. So active meditation is geared for people with ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, compulsive, sometimes negative thought patterns. It was birthed from the millennial and Gen X population. Um, and it's really important right now because of Gen Z, so the generation below us and how disconnected they are from their actual thoughts and feelings. So if you are somebody who 
is practicing spiritual practice daily and you're looking to grow, but you're worried about not being grounded enough, there is a beautiful first chakra. So chakras. So the chakras are energetic wheels in the body. Um, I work the, with the seven. So the seven chakras and their energetic wheels. The first one is the muladhara. So the first chakra base of the tailbone. Whenever you're going to do a deep meditation, always picture golden braided roots from the base of the tailbone, moving through the floor into the ground and connecting to the earth's core. Base of the tailbone through the floor into the ground, connecting to the earth's core. And always stay from this grounded space. So even if you're getting super high in your meditation, you're doing heavy breath work, you're chanting, you're in the space, you're super, super lifted, don't ever forget that anchoring. We've touched on so many things that, like Shelby said, we've never spoken about on this podcast before. And your journey in itself has been incredible. Can you share with us some of the struggles that you've had to overcome through your own spiritual journey and, and even like your business journey and developing into a person who can now share this knowledge with others? Business is a really interesting conversation because I believe if you are in tune with your message and you are sharing from a place of like radical authenticity, you will always attract the right client. So if you are showing up every day, day in and day out, you're doing your practices, you're being a regular human being, you're being gentle on yourself, you're smiling at strangers, energy, the universe, God, as you understand it, like people recognize that. Social media, Instagram, I built my whole entire business up until today because now I'm, uh, for this one campaign I'm using, I'm spending money on ads. So I built my whole entire business until today, just Instagram. So that's a free app on your phone. Use it as a megaphone for your brand. I have been in Chicago. I leave, I have a trip that I'm leading to the Middle East on July 1st, and I've been home since mid-May. I've been home for, I'll be home for six weeks, and this is the longest I've been in one place in about five years. So for a, you know, hormones alone, like I, I live my life off of hormones and women that's like not of highest good for you. And when I say hormones, this is for any woman who um, is, is not on a birth control pill or a hormonal IUD. I've been there, I was on the birth control for, uh, for 10 years, but um, we're all science experiments. So if you wanna really connect to your body and see what, what is really happening, I urge you to shift your connection to, to the medication that you're on and see if there's better practices for you. So being in one place and being with my, my fiance, being with my partner, like that's definitely the most healing practice that has ever occurred, but I'm really struggling right now as well. I live in Chicago. I'm in an apartment off the highway in a big city and you walk outside and you're just in it. Like you're in the thick of it. And that's not really my highest self wants to be on the beach, wants to be in South America or Asia or wants to be speaking different languages and, and eating fruits and vegetables year round and being in the summer and in the heat all the time. So that's something where I struggle and I really sit and I really know myself and there's definitely dissonance there, but it's also really amazing to be with my mom and to plan a wedding and be able to, you know, drop in and drop out of, of these like important meetings. And I love Chicago so much and it's such beautiful people and, being present here is, is 
really incredible. And with that said, I've picked up from staying still and being in one place, I've picked up so many clients that I see in person now in Chicago. And that's been pretty life altering for my business. It's something to definitely consider. You're listening to this podcast and you're thinking how you do want to be nomadic. It is a marriage of both. I see my clients in person, see them over Zoom, I talk to them over the phone. Um, you just have to decide what medium works best for you. But it's it can be very lonely. So my clients who are doing the deep work, who want to make it a business, join a co-working space. Um, I'm a member of the wing. It's the women's only co-working space. It's really, it's awesome. I've met like really radical humans there. Um, be really intentional. Like a lot of people work from home these days. So meet your friends for coffee, like get out of your apartment, get dressed, like wash your face and move out into the world around you. So small practices like this that really help you get out there. But also if you feel sad, it's okay. If you feel anxious, it's okay. Like don't judge yourself too harshly. I call bullshit on anyone who's happy all the time and be a real person and always speak your truth. That's great. That's really cool. I resonate a lot with some of what you're saying, just about the travel aspect and the lonely aspect and the working from home aspect. And so, you know, thank you for, for doing you know, what you do and bringing a lot of what you have experienced in these multitude of, of places to a world that really needs to hear it. Like you were saying in the beginning, like you really believe that we need to, as a general population, become more aware of all the different spiritual practices out there and more compassionate an understanding of, of how the world works in some people's eyes. And I feel like what you've gone through and what you've experienced is so immense and so much that it could be hard to conceptualize and hard to put into words, but you do it in a way that's very beautiful. You do it in a way that helps the average person. Like I am not someone who, um, does a lot of the spiritual work. I am a spiritual person and I enjoy doing yoga from time to time. And I, and I'm very empathetic and I can feel what's going on in my body and I can, I can sense the emotions around me, but I haven't taken the time to go to a silent retreat and I haven't taken the time to uh, do the cycle syncing and all those kinds of things. But you speak about it in a way that's very intriguing and it's, it's helping me you know, shift my perception or desire into like, okay, maybe I want to start, start exploring some of these aspects of myself and aspects of the world. So I really think what you're doing is amazing. And I'm really thankful that you're on this podcast with us today and sharing some things that for me, maybe feel a little uncomfortable at the cycle sync, but I think it's great that our listeners get to hear this and get to be exposed to you. And I know you're putting out some really good things into this world. And my only hope is that some of our listeners can go and follow you and, and begin to learn about these things on their own as well. Awesome. Yeah. So for the, for the sake of time, if you just want to share with our listeners where they can find you, talk about some of the things you have upcoming for your business and what you're looking forward to. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do just want to say like, I don't think like if you're listening to this and then you book like a silent meditation retreat, like I don't necessarily think that's the highest path for all of us. For me, I, I did some things in the silent retreat world. I felt like I, I had to, if I wanted to do this work, 
and later on learned that that's not necessarily my mode of connecting to God. In fact, I much rather talk and sing and chant and pray, <laughs> very vocal. And um, there's also a whole school of like if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with these types of conversations, definitely check out Wise Woman Podcast. We talk about pleasure a lot. Like go out, have your orgasms, like heal in that modality. This is an incredibly powerful and important conversation to have and be vulnerable with your family and speak authentically. And this, like, this, this shouldn't be too woo-woo. Like the hope is my background's clinical psychology. Yeah, like I did the things in Asia and, and I educated more of a spiritual space, but you you have to pay attention to what's lying beneath the surface. Your body is giving you signals. Sometimes it's a rash. And it's your body telling you, oh, like something you're eating is like really toxifying. Sometimes it's waking up in the morning and thinking, shit, I don't want to do the day. That's your life. That's your brain. That's subconscious telling you that you're not up for your day-to-day activities. Something has to shift. And how are you going to show up for that? Um, so some things I'm working on right now is training people in these practices, which is the Certificate of Mindfulness and Wellbeing Strategy. I partnered with UPeace, which is a United Nations institution. Um, please reach out if you're interested. We have our first and second cohort launching today. And that's three months virtual with one week in Nosada, Costa Rica. And... If this resonates with you, reach out. I would love to hear where you are on your spiritual journey or where you are in showing up for yourself because your greatest work truly is to show up. You can find me at Wise Woman Podcast and these two amazing, lovely ladies will also be on this podcast as well. Instagram is my platform of choice at Erin R. Doppelt, E-R-I-N-R-D-O-P-P-E-L-T. And my website, which I'll send to you guys if you want to put in the footnotes, ErinRachelDoppelt.com. And thank you so much for having me. It's so fun being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being on with us today. And as always, everyone, if you enjoyed this podcast, we really encourage you to reach out to Erin, get to know who she is, follow her. She's got an amazing platform and she speaks so much truth. So, you know, as you always say, please go and support her. Uh, This podcast is all about elevating young millennials and sharing their stories as they're still being written. And Erin has an incredible story that is, you know, still very much evolving and and growing. Um, And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and give us a five-star review. Uh, Write us something nice. We love to see our listeners, you know, supporting us because it feels really good and it makes us smile. And I think we all need reasons to smile in a day. So Thank you all for listening and we'll check back with you next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Don't miss this huge deal at Old Navy. Today only get $15 Pixie Pants for women. That's right, the super flattering Pixie Pants you love are on sale one day only today for just 15 bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1227, select styles only.